You're listening to the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass with me, Jose Gomez, founder and CEO of nonprofitwebsites.com and NetMinistry. If you're a leader in a nonprofit organization who wants to reach more donors, volunteers, members, supporters, and the community that you're serving using the power of the internet, then I'm already waiting for you in today's episode. So let's get started. It is another episode of the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass. I'm really excited about today's episode. You know, one of the things that we've been uh, we've been observing about uh, the many nonprofits that we're working with is that most of the nonprofits in the world there's there's over one point there's about 1.5 million nonprofits in the U.S. alone, and for most of them, they're either in a startup or they're in a kind of trying to get running, trying to expand type of phase. And um, so today's uh, today's podcast episode uh, is about addressing the startup of a nonprofit. Uh, for those of you that already have started your nonprofit, this might actually serve as a little bit of a checklist, um, taking you back to the beginning. Um, for those of you that are just getting started or are somewhere along. Uh, the process of getting your nonprofit um, organization started. Uh, this is going to be a good, like I said, checklist. It's going to be a good primer on what to do, and um, and also get you thinking about your overall purpose a little bit. Um, before I get too far into it, though, I just want to uh, say hello uh, to a few people that are uh, listening to uh, to the podcast. Uh, Jim Morgan from uh, Meet the Need Ministries. Uh, has an organization that uh, created a technology to help nonprofits to serve their community better. Uh, so definitely take a look at meettheneed.org when you get a chance. Uh, he's got a fantastic uh, a service there uh, that he has been running for many years, has invested his own personal uh, finances, but also uh, many have invested and given towards the ministry to continually develop the technology that he has. And it's available nowhere else uh, for volunteer management and for serving your community. Um, also want to just say a quick uh, quick hello to Therese, who's uh, one of my clients uh, here at, uh, at our organization through um, one of our subsidiaries called Pregnancy Care Websites. And that it's, uh, Therese uh, works at uh, Alternatives Women's Center. So hello to Therese. And um, all right, well, let's get started. Um, so how, how do you start a nonprofit organization? And if you've already started one or if you've, you're well down the path quite a bit, um, what do you go back and take a look at? And what I've done is, you know, created four questions that I think you need to ask yourself in that startup phase and even periodically as a nonprofit organization need to go back and re-ask yourself. So let's talk about those questions. Uh, Question number one is why does the world or your community need your nonprofit? That's a very first question you should ask yourself. Um, There's a lot of nonprofits that start up and that what they're doing is they're they're addressing what they want to give or what they feel that um, they can offer their community instead of really first asking what the true need of the community is. Um, what what I- items are you addressing? What issues are you addressing? Um, what what truly is um, is the need in your community or in the world that you would like to address? And follow that rabbit trail from where uh, from 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 the place of the hunch that you have about the need into the actual problems that exist. And what we're looking for is the root causes of whatever problem or issue that you're trying to address really are. And once you suspect your need, research the available solutions and why someone else hasn't already solved this problem. Now, if you're an operating nonprofit, 
understanding how other nonprofits are trying to solve the same problem can really lead to some great breakthroughs. Um, there, there's a lot of research that's been done for you, especially if there are older nonprofits that are operating in the same space. You know, determine the people and or the institutions that have the need and the problem that you're trying to solve. Peel away the layers until you fully understand the need you're addressing and its impact on the community and the world. Um, these are the things that you need to do right at the beginning. And, and the reason is, is because a nonprofit does exist to serve the greater good, right? It, it exists to serve a specific need, a specific cause, or a specific passion um, that exists in a community and world. Um, so identifying that need as thoroughly as possible is really important. Um, you want to definitely um, measure it, take a look at what its impact on the world and community is, um, what organizations and, and individuals are currently working to provide solutions, and where your expertise, experience, and passion aligns with the possible missing puzzle pieces to the solution. So that's what you're looking for. As a nonprofit organization, you're looking for the missing puzzle pieces. What exists out there? What's truly the need? What exists out there to serve that need? And then what's really missing? Or what can use uh, someone to come alongside of whatever they're doing to help uh, to help magnify or amplify the solutions that are in place. The second question, once you understand what the need that you're trying to, to address is, you need to think about how your organization will address that need. Now, th that's the next step. You want to outline your solution to the core problems that you identified. Now, your solution can fully address the core issues um, with a very comprehensive approach, or you can just take a portion of the problems or, or needs that you see and just be, your organization can be a very specific and very targeted cure to just one or more aspects of that of these particular root issues. Whatever approach you take though, you wanna start by outlining your approach using as few words as possible and using bullet points. So make them kind of steps and processes. Then under each bullet point, explain each step in as much detail as possible. And that's gonna help you to really understand what your method what your methodology is. What what's the specific approach? What's the specific formula that you're using to attack and approach this problem? Now, after you, you have your approach outline, uh, make a list of any resources that you might need to actually execute on that, right? So you're going to make a list of things that you're going to do, but you may not have everything you need to do those things. So you want to write down you know, any people, places, or things that you might need. Uh, make sure you write them down and be sure to put the name of the specific resource you intend to use right next to each one. So for example, if let's say something is like a venue and you have, let's say Sickles High School is your venue, you already have that resource, write down venue, colon, and then the actual venue, in this case Sickles High School. Um, that'll help you later to identify what things you're missing and what things you actually have. Now, it's really important. What we've done so far is we've, we've identified the issues that our nonprofit wants to solve. Um, we've identified how we are going to solve those issues. And, and by the way, I said that wrong. We've identified the problems that the community or world has, not the ones we want to solve, because we may want to solve a problem that doesn't exist. We want to, we want to solve problems that do exist, um, things that actually will, um, that will have a measurable impact on, and then we want to um, outline what our initial approach on that will be. Now, if you're an operating nonprofit, this is a great exercise for you because you can now write down what you're currently doing, write down your current solution and methodology and really compare it to the results that you've gotten, um, the things that you're currently doing, the things you're currently seeing, uh, and uh, and see if you've actually have some measurable results, if you've actually gotten some measurable results from your approach. 
Let's go to the third question. The third question is how will you pay for the solution to that on a uh, to that specific need or or family of needs on a regular basis? And this is one that's really glazed over by a lot of nonprofits when they're first starting off. They're saying, "Ah, we'll do, we'll raise money or, you know, we'll we'll come up with a sponsorship program." And then they kind of move on to the next thing. The reality is is that you have to plan your funding. You have to ask the question about funding very, very early on because there are solutions that are too expensive to provide. And in the long term, maybe for a short term, you can do some of that. You can self-fund or you can uh, maybe you've got a, a grant for something. But then beyond that grant, there's really no plan. Beyond you know your credit card, there's really not a, 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 a very comprehensive plan to, to fund your activities on a regular basis. And if this is a significant need in the world or significant need in your community, you're going to want a sustained effort and you're going to want an easy way to continue to fund your organization. So let's talk a little bit about how you do that. Um, the reality is most nonprofit efforts are severely underfunded, so we want to, we want to pre prevent that from happening here. Um, always start with self-funding. So that's really where you start. You're going to look and say, what can I do to fund my nonprofit? How much am I willing to contribute towards the operation of this mission that I have? Um, the, the next, and literally write that down. Say, me, I'm, I'm a source of funding and how much you're willing to commit. The next uh, line that you'll write down is gonna is gonna be friends and family, and you'll always write that down because friends and family are usually the people that are most easy to convince to support your efforts, especially uh, if they're gonna be your starting team. Usually, um, uh, these nonprofit efforts are started by families or groups of friends, uh, groups of colleagues. Um, so you want to put those those people in there. Now, this might be a surprise to some of the people that have talked about doing this with you that they actually have to contribute, um, but it's important to get that buy-in right up right up. Up front, your initial board, your initial team should be willing to fund to at least partially fund the effort. Otherwise, they're really not invested. They're not going to be invested, and they're going to leave at the first sign of, of any kind of struggle. So, self-funding, then friends and family, and then you need to choose a funding model. Now, if you go to nonprofitwebsites.com, uh, go to forward slash blog. Um, I'm actually going to be posting this 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 podcast there and um, and on that uh, in there you're gonna see a, a, a blog with the title cut to the chase how do I start a nonprofit organization in there I've got a link for a Bing search uh, for nonprofit funding models or you can just go to Bing or Google and just type in um, nonprofit funding models and you're gonna get a bunch of uh, results. There's a, there's a number of different funding models and what you wanna do is research and inform yourself, educate yourself about what those funding models are, which are most appropriate for you, and how to best implement them into your organization. Now, that's kinda of beyond the scope of what we're talking about today uh, to go into each one of those, and maybe in a, in, a, in a future podcast we will. But for now, jump onto Bing or Google and type in nonprofit funding models, and you'll get a number of, um, a number of items there that you're going to be able to learn from. Choose a funding model, write it down in as much detail as possible, and that will answer question number three. Question number four is who will lead these activities? Every organization, whether you have a business or a nonprofit, needs a leadership team. This team's what's responsible for the results and the progress of your mission. Um, they'll need They'll, they'll create the vision and the stated purpose of the organization. They'll be measuring how effective your approach is. 
to solving the problems and adjust it as needed. So it's really important that that you you find a group of people to uh, to to go with you on this journey. Avoid the temptation of starting your journey as a nonprofit founder alone. If your solution is great, they're going to validate it. Um, they're going to run with you towards success. Now, your job as a team leader, as you pull your team together, is to empower and serve your leaders, um, as well as the resulting teams and committees created to serve your organization. So you need to put away your ego. I see a lot of nonprofit leaders who've got really big egos. Um, you know, they're they're the they're the chief, they're the the head honcho, and what they like just doing is sitting around and and throwing their ego around. Um, you really, if you're going to work in nonprofit work, you need to put that away because it will diffuse your team and destroy it faster than anything. Else, um, I actually know a nonprofit that I've worked with for many years, and you know the leadership of that nonprofit uh, for many years was very, very toxic. They, they, and you know that because they went through personnel like crazy. Um, they were trying to accomplish a mission that was very significant in the community, but because of the egos and personalities of the leadership, um, it became very, very difficult, and the the organization um, gained a pretty bad reputation. Now, it wasn't because what they what they were doing wasn't significant. What they were doing was very significant. It was measurably significant, but because the personalities involved were were very A type, but not only just A type, they were um, they were very arrogant in their approach and very presumptuous with their leadership style, um, it ended up really corroding the culture of the organization and making it very difficult to function. So you want to put your ego away. The nonprofit life's far from glamorous. Um, it's not about going from banquet to banquet unless you're severely funded, <laughs> but most nonprofit um, organizations and the life that you live in running them is very humble. And it require you to focus your efforts on building uh, on, on your vision on and, and on funding at the very lowest levels. As your team works, you, you're going to be the one begging for money. You're going to be the one building relationships. Um, so roll up your sleeves and strap in because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Let's uh, let's talk a little bonus uh, piece of information. Just a basic nonprofit formation steps. You know, I, I chose this topic because there's so much information online that sometimes it's really confusing for people to really just know. I mean, really at the bottom at the end of the day, what do I really have to do? Um, in many cases, you'll find lists of things that you have to do, but then they're filled with ways to try to sell you those services. So I just wanted to give you a very basic list of the steps to form your nonprofit organization. Now, please keep in mind that from state to state, region to region, there may be some additional steps in here, but generally speaking, these are your critical steps. If you've got these covered, you've pretty much got your organization up and running. Step one is to determine who your initial directors will be. These are the people who are just gonna be on record as, uh, as responsible for your organization. Now, in some states, you can actually be all the directors, you yourself. I would recommend, though, uh, getting a few people on board to, uh, to to jump on your mission and and be a part of your initial board. Um, and so those are the people you'll, you'll write down. That's going to be important for the second step, which is to incorporate your nonprofit in your state. Uh, go, create a nonprofit corporation. It's usually pretty easy. You can usually do it right online within a few minutes. And once you've submitted your incorporation, then you are, according to the law, incorporated and official. Now the next step, step number three, gets you recognized and on the radar of the IRS, so you want to go in and obtain an EIN number. Now that's a free service that you can get online. Just go to Google and, and Google uh, um, obtain an EIN number. And uh, it will take you to the right, uh, the right place. You just go in, you fill out some information, and they issue your EIN number right online. 
The fourth step, now that you have your, your federal ID number, you've got your incorporation uh, papers, you can print it out uh, from the internet uh, and um, your, your corporate resolutions there and your incorporation statements, open up a bank account. Um, that's the next step. That's pretty easy. You usually need about 100 bucks to open up a business account. So go in with a $100 bill or a check and, uh, and start your bank account. Now you're in business. Um, start uh, creating your accounting software. This is step number five. Um, accounting files using um, uh, maybe software like QuickBooks or FreshBooks, uh, whatever you'd prefer. And that'll help you to kind of get started. Make sure that you create your bank account in there and record your first $100 donation um, and, um, and set up your balance and, and any, any accounts that you need to. Uh, step six is you know hold your first board meeting. This is going to make your your corporation official. If you, a lot of folks don't know, if you don't hold that first board meeting, your corporation isn't technically formed. So you need to make sure you hold that first board meeting, make resolutions. Um, some people will hold it before the bank account uh, forming the bank account, so you can make a banking resolution during your first board meeting. If that's what you like to do, then then make this step four and slide the other ones down. Step seven is to create your corporate bylaws. Um, this is actually very important. It's a legal requirement by most states and you need to, uh, it, it's what helps to determine how your, your corporation runs, um, how succession happens, how leadership happens, how voting happens. Um, and so it's really important to sit down, create your bylaws, and there's plenty of templates online that you can find. Step eight is file for your 501c status. Um, there are different 501c spaces um, that range from you know one uh, uh, up to uh, I believe it's about 13 uh, 13 uh, designations but you can take a look at that online uh, you can get some information from the IRS about it um, you have 501c status you want to file for and that's going to make your nonprofit organization uh, recognized and um, and endorsed and, and filed and, and all the notifications necessary to be recognized uh, 501c uh, recognition is really important for a number of reasons the biggest reason is that most uh, big funding sources, especially if you're going to go after grants or you're going to go after you know local funding that uh, that only works uh, for nonprofits, they're going to ask you for your 501c status or evidence of 501c status. So make sure that you do take some time to um, to, to file for it. Um, if you need help doing it, there's many organizations that uh, uh, can help you with that. Um, what you want to do is you know talk to an accountant. Uh, and potentially an attorney who can help you through that. Um, I said about uh, 501c having thir uh, thir 12 or 13 designations. There's actually 29 designations. My apologies on that. Um, and then there's a, there's a few other letter designations. So I don't know, maybe there's a total of about 40 designations here uh, as, of, uh, as of this uh, recording. Uh, but anyway, make sure you file for your 501c status and your last step is going to be to file for state tax exemption. In most states you can file for tax exemption and that will allow your nonprofit to not have to pay sales tax on most of its purchases. Um, so really important stuff and depending on your specific nonprofit type and scope, there might be other smaller steps to pay attention to. But the above steps are the most critical and will serve to get your nonprofit off the ground and official. So, um, you know, just some final thoughts here. You know, your nonprofit, it exists to serve a greater good using the specific solution that you want to provide to those who need it. 
With the answers to the right questions, the proper funding, and a focus on results, running a nonprofit can be rewarding and fulfilling. Start off on the right foot and begin serving the world through your unique perspective and the collective talent of your team. Now I'm going to give you a little bonus action point. Um, go ahead and sit down for a few moments. Sit down and answer the questions that I gave you on a sheet of paper or in a Word document. Take no more than five to ten minutes per question. Then share the answers that you came up with very quickly with someone that you want to work with. And um, work with them to refine it and revise it and get moving. Listen, the, the biggest reason many nonprofits don't actually get off the ground isn't because they haven't written anything down. It isn't because they haven't gone through steps and haven't answered questions, but because they just haven't moved to do so. So get up off your butt and start a moving. Now, if you are a, um, a nonprofit that is moving, you are doing things, and you know you you maybe in this conversation have realized that um, that it's time to maybe revamp or reapproach some things about either your specific approach to solving problems. Maybe the problem that you're trying to solve has either changed, shifted, or maybe you didn't have clarity about it for in the beginning. Uh, maybe you don't have um, the right funding models in place. Maybe you're underfunded and you need some more money. Um, and then maybe you just don't have a team. Maybe you're just one person and you're trying to get things done or, or worse, you have a, the wrong team. You have a bunch of people that aren't doing anything or doing the wrong things. Um, maybe you've even realized in some of this that you might have skipped a step in the formation process. Right now, make the determination to move forward. All of these things can be done within a day. Within the next 24 hours, resolve in yourself to resolve these issues and um, and start moving forward. Uh, I just really appreciate, I look up to um, nonprofit leaders all over the world who've really you know gotten into the trenches of, of, of the battles in their communities and in this world and, uh, and, and I love serving you. I love the fact that we have a team that can serve you um, with our expertise, which is getting your message out on the internet, getting you funding, getting you volunteers, helping your board to communicate more eff effectively and efficiently, um, helping you to really build a presence and a brand that attracts the right type of talent and the right type of resources to help you fulfill that, that mission. That mission is, is, the, is the approach that you've outlined to solve the specific problems that we've talked about in question one. So anyway, that's today's podcast. Uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, for listening today. Uh, again, um, really, uh, it's just my pleasure. It's it's my honor to get on here and talk to you um, and just have have your attention as we go through these very very critical issues. Um, we'll be tackling some more things on on web expansion. And, uh, and also announcing actually a brand new service that we're coming out with in just in less than a month. We just did a company acquisition of a, of a business that uh, will allow us to, uh, to do something pretty neat. <laughs> Obviously, I'm being a little bit um, a little mysterious because I don't want to announce it just yet. But once, uh, once we're ready to, I'll, uh, I'll let you guys know. And um, really excited to, uh, to serve you with it if we possibly can. So uh, thanks, uh, thanks uh, for listening today. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week. Hey, thanks for tuning into today's episode of the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass. It's been a great episode, and I hope that it challenged you in some way and provided you with some tools to build, advance, and market your nonprofit. But before you go on your day, uh, I want to tell you about a free resource. Are you the nonprofit leader who wants to raise money for your cause, get the message out, 
inspire and engage your board, increase the influence of your organization. Maybe you want to attract talented staff and volunteers or keep your supporters better informed about your wins. Maybe you even want to just establish a great reputation in your service area and in your industry. But you find that you lack the funding you need. You don't really know where to go next. Maybe you're even scared of running out of money and resources before your mission is successful. Well, we completely understand your fight and how important your mission is to this world. We've worked with over 60,000 nonprofits around the world for the last 15 years, learning about how to build, advance, and market their organizations using the internet. We have a proven success formula that we've put together, and it helps organizations accomplish their mission, get more funding, find the right donors and volunteers, and ultimately get their message out around the world about what they're doing. So they don't have to shut down, suffer from insufficient funding, uh, attract unreliable people, or ultimately fail their mission. We've got a free checklist for each phase of our formula, which we lovingly call BAM, and they're available right now at nonprofitwebsites.com. So go download what thousands of other nonprofits have already started using uh, to become the organization that they've always really strived to be, and it's 100% free, so you can't lose. Anyway, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day. See you next time.